helps when you have KG with you um, to help you out every day. And think about it, I was blessed because of Flip Saunders to have uh, one of the greatest players of all time in Kevin Garnett being my mentor, having Tayshaun Prince tell me what he sees from a wing aspect, of how can I dominate the game from there, How what do they think? And then you have Andre Miller, who's one of the smartest point guards as NBA has ever seen, telling me how guards think and how can I uh, utilize uh, his smarts and his experience and his wisdom to my advantage and, and utilize it to help others as well. So I was blessed with the best vets you could ever ask for. Um, and not only vets, but men. That was Carl Anthony Towns. I'm your host, Marnie Gellner, and this is Wolves Plus presented by Aura. McLaughlin for Towns and one for Cat with an exclamation point. Russell shows off the handle and the shot. Anthony we got his feelings hurt on this one. Oh! May the force be with you. Coast to coast for Obi-Wan Okogi. Well, Carl, it's always good to see you. Um, I never know what you're going to walk into a room looking like. I love the hat. <laughs> Old school logo today. Yes, yes, yes. And that is not from a store. No, That's no. not you walking into no, 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 no. sporting goods. No, nah, there was a vintage fair here in Minnesota. And um, me and Jordan and uh, Chucky, uh, my good friend, my right hand, and he won with me. And uh, at the vintage store, there was a table. I forgot what store it was. Shout out to them, though. Shout out. And uh, got this hat for $15. So $15. Nice. What was the price? Marked on the hat. I mean, it's not 15 when was you. Was it 15? No, it was 25. It was 25. And then I said 20 because I was like, I don't, I said 15. He said yes. But then I was like, yo, listen, I don't even got a, I don't got three fives. So just take this $20 bill and let's walk away. So it was all good. I love the hat. I wore it yeah, yesterday. It's classic. Yeah. I wore it again today. Double down on it. I'm going to double down on it. That's a good look. That's a good look. <laughs> Appreciate you. Um, growing up in Piscataway, New Jersey, which by my map quest, mm -hmm is about 45 minutes from map the, quest sorry google maps wow that <laughs> aged about, us because I, I was right you with you i was, was right about, with yeah. you oh man all right that's about 45 minutes from new york city from mm -hmm. the big city when yeah. you were growing up did you guys make trips in for shows or yeah. concerts or like was going to the big city part of your life growing up it was for me but not for those reasons uh i was you know, I didn't have the money to go to concerts and all that stuff like that. So I never really went to any of that. I remember, I think my first, I think I really, really enjoyed like first concert was like going to, it was like in high school, my parents really took me and they were like, oh, we're going to try to show you more, you know, try to make it happen, raise some money and got me a concert ticket. I think it was to, it was to the Jay-Z concert in Barclays. Oh. Yeah, it, wow, was, it was the first one. I know. I was very happy to be in the nosebleeds, still there watching. So I was very happy. And, uh, you know, it, it, Big City has been a part of my life more because of family. I had a lot of family. I lived in New York on my Spanish mm -hmm. side and my mom's side. And, and I just was always finding myself in New York, uh, hanging out with them and um, learning more about my culture. But that was really the only reason I went to New York. It was never really for anything else than that, than the Morsley C family. 
Is it a drive? Is it a subway? Is it a... We would drive. We would drive. Okay. I, we we didn't take the subway very often because I think for us where I live, Penn Station was like the closest one and no one needs to know where Penn Station is. But it's about 15-minute car ride. So at that point, you might as well just yeah, keep going sure. for another 30 yeah. minutes and get to New York in the car. So uh, I did that once. And the only time I... Uh, one of the few times I took a subway, my mom took me on the on the subway from Penn Station. She said, I want you to experience a subway and going to New York on a subway and traveling on a subway and walking everywhere. So when I was young, she took me to New York. She had some errands to run over there. And um, I went with her. And that was a cool experience to go through the you know the subway system and everything like yeah. that. You have to. I mean, yeah, for close. sure. Yeah, you got to know that. For sure. Uh, and you grew up with an older sister, yes. Lachelle, yes. who is... An awesome person, wonderful, super Yo nice, well, welcoming, warm. But Yo she's. Nah, I'm just she, she, we're tight. Let's show you, them. You, you guys are. You ladies are for sure. <laughs> it's a girl thing. <laughs> but she's she's got to be at least ten years older than you. There's an age gap. Older. Okay. Okay. But when you're growing up, is it like you have a sibling and an older sister? You're living kind of two different. Yeah, or is it like you have a second mom? What was your childhood? I mean, it's it's both. It's both. It's both because I would say second mom because you know my parents. My dad worked six jobs, so he was almost never home. When he was, it was like certified time we're spending with each other, with each other. And my mom worked. uh, She worked three, but uh, she had time. That there were there were jobs that were like you know Saturday and Sunday, Saturday job, Sunday job, Monday through Friday job. So. My mom had time. I really spent a lot of time with her. But when I didn't, my sister was the one who was like acting like, you know, the older sibling, but in a way also the big brother, you know, um, teach me how to play basketball, rebounding for mm. me. She taught, she played basketball herself on scholarship in college. So she just was teaching me the game and I was uh, learning from her and she was rebounding and, um, you know, also teaching me life, you know, teach me about character, te- how to, you know, treat women and how to do anything in life that I would need, you know, need the required skills to have to excel at them at a high level. So, um, my, my sister was really kind of like the sensei for me, you know, she's the one teaching me about life, you know, the nuances of everything and how to deal with it and how I should go about with this and her experiences, what has worked, what has failed. So, um, she was vital for me growing up. Um, and also still to this day of just having that kind of that sounding board where I could kind of throw ideas off of and know that it's coming from a place of well-being. Yeah. I, and I knew you guys were still close. I didn't realize she was your first rebounder. I didn't realize yeah. she's the one we really need to credit with you <laughs> learning your yeah, skills she, at a young age. She definitely was the one who um, who gave me a, a person, you know, that support system playing basketball and, and you know, I, I spent a lot of time with my dad being a high school coach. That's that time. That was the way we spent time with each other. You know, mm. he would go to work, working for Pascal yeah. with Tech coaching, and I would just be with him, you know, just like an assistant, you know, just really helping in any way I possibly can. But Lachelle was the one who, you know, going to the park, being in the front of the house, you know, things like that, like, you know, those pure moments of basketball. She was the one that was really there and, like, teaching me, you know, shooting a basket, you know, trying to get that swish so it could hit yeah. the curb perfectly to come right back to me like yeah. a, like uh the shooting gun we have here in the gym so um yeah she 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 was she was everything to me when i was younger she's still everything to me to this moment and every shout day out, after shout out Michelle. yes uh you mentioned your dad uh, being a coach at piscataway technical high school i had read that you practiced with the jv team when you were in fifth yeah, grade yeah 
True. Could yeah. you keep up with that JV team in fifth grade? I could shoot. <laughs> I could definitely shoot that three. So um, I would look at myself more as a, a spot-up shooter, was being very methodical with my movement, trying to get to open spots, mm-hmm. be ready for the open pass, and, you know, when I catch it, to be ready for, to shoot the ball. There's no other instances. Maybe get a long rebound, maybe, you know, because of, you know, just my um, – size you know just kind of be like a small point guard and try to sneak in some steals you know cut some passing lanes off or anything like that but I definitely was playing I was definitely playing you obviously are seven feet tall Mm -hmm. now but even then so fifth grade or or growing up were you always the tallest kid in your class yes always oh yeah I think I pictures you're in I think honestly I think I was the tallest person in my class including the teacher (laughs) Since like second grade, so <laughs> I, I I believe second, uh, Miss Kim in first grade. Shout out Miss Kim, she was awesome. But I, I think she had me beat by like an inch or two. So I'm not gonna I'm gonna give her credit for that. But I know since second grade, I was mostly okay. the tallest person in the, the class at all times. Did it ever bother you? Did you ever wish you were shorter? It's how it's helpful in basketball. I get it. But you're growing up. You're with your friends. You're always the tall guy. We we can't. We can't. Oh, dang. All right. Nah, uh, I was uh, I was cool with it. I loved it. I was going to ask if I could cuss, but I can't, so I can't. <laughs> oh, I bet. Just cut that shit out. There we go. <laughs> I put that shit on everything. That's what it was. It can't uh, air, but. Nah, um, but now nah, I'll redo it. Um, <laughs> nah. <laughs> Nah, I, I, I definitely, uh, I love being tall. I love being tall. That's something my mom always told me, you know, when kids, you know, kids are kids. Mm-hmm, so yeah. um, I was different. I looked different. You know, I was always taller than everybody. I was more imposing. And it just kind of was something where people, uh, kids were just, you know, it gave them something to talk about, something to, in a way, make fun of. And I was always a person that had thick skin. So my mom never worried about me. But, you know, when you're young, you still, you know, things like that mm-hmm. can bother you. And. I remember my mom just telling me, without me even asking, never showed or bothered me. She was just like, never be afraid of who you are. Always be proud of who, who you stand to be. So I just was always super comfortable in my skin. And I was the, I was the class clown and always making the jokes. But uh, it was hard for the teachers to uh, say how much trouble I could be in because I was always the best student in the class as well. So it was kind of like... Uh, He's, he's goofing around, but he's not mm. getting the grades that the goof, this class clown would get. So it's kind of hard to uh, say stop, but it's working for him. So that's a good balance. Yeah, good it was student. a good balance. You goof around a little bit, but you're still getting your stuff. It was a good balance. And um, man, it, it, it was fun. Uh, you know, it's great. The great thing for me is that I look back at my childhood and whatever I went through and everything like that, I, I, I thoroughly. I'm appreciative of my parents because I I thought I had a great childhood and I really enjoyed every minute of it. In high school, at St. Joseph High School, mm-hmm. you were part of three state championships. Mm-hmm. And I realize you have dreams, even at that time, well beyond that. Yeah. But state titles in high school, when you're in high school, are a big deal. They're everything. Were those three titles a big deal to you for at that sure, time? For sure, for sure. And, and I want to make it for the record for my father that I only won three because I only went to high school for three years. So That's he's right. lucky. You reclassified. Yeah, he's lucky. Um, <laughs> but... I, I, I mean, that's everything. That's what you play for. So um, in high school, be able to um, go out there and win these amazing games and 
play amazing opponents. What even D'Lo we played when I was in high school. Yeah. He got lucky. We ran out of gas, and <laughs> okay. we um, just to win those games. You know, winning uh, for us in Jersey, we have something called the Tournament of Champions. So they have their state champions in every section of, of New Jersey, and then the, the state champions play against each other, see who's the best champion of them all. Um, to be able to find a way to win one of those, made it to the finals one of the years and lost. But to be state champions mm -hmm. is, is it's everything, you know. You, you play for that high school letterman jacket, that ring, you know. So to be able to uh, find a way not only to win one, but to win three uh, was massive. It was, it was the best time of my life playing basketball, to be honest. And, um, um, and, and, and it's amazing because this, this season's rivaling it. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. That speaks very highly of this season. Yeah, it speaks highly of these guys in this locker room. So these guys are amazing. Speaking of your high school, though, this last October, you were inducted into the Hall mm -hmm. of Fame. And I don't think the people there knew you were coming. No. They thought you were going to Zoom or something. Because no. when you walked through the doors, they lost their minds. Yeah. What was it like to walk into that gym, feel that love and energy? It, it was moving. It was moving. And it was crazy because, you know, I think when you were a high school athlete and you been blessed to not only make it to college but make it to the NBA and you feel like you got you get forgotten you know you're, you're not you're forgotten you're not there anymore wearing this, the Falcon jersey and stuff so I didn't realize I didn't think they would really kind of remember me like that it would kind of be just you know a new student body than the one I was there with and and they would kind of just be oh that's cool but I didn't realize they were gonna go that nuts so it was crazy to have that kind of that much love uh from the from my own alma mater and 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 really just feel so welcomed you know I I hadn't been to the gym in a little bit in St. Joe's because of COVID and everything but um just to uh feel that energy again how it was when I was there um it meant the world to me because you know they they didn't have to do that you know I didn't play for them when I was there, when now you know I don't play for them now where they get to see me shooting hoops and playing the game I love, but yeah. um, for them to kind of give me that love as if I was, it was today it was seven o'clock and we're playing uh, East Brunswick, you know, it was, it was, it was an amazing feeling. That's cool too, because that, that's your roots. I mean, yeah. that, that's you to the core, mm -hmm. your high school and where you grew up before you were an well, NBA that, I mean, star. You really, you if, were... if you think about it, for all of us, we were all in a way told, you know, high school is the apex of our careers. You know, for a lot of people, that's the apex, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's the climatic ending, you know, the senior year, last game, you know, that's the moment, you know, that's the moment you live as an athletic, you know, for your athletic career. So um, to be able to, in a way, um, I guess in a weird, you know, my analogies is like kind of adding frosting to the cake was making it to college, but the cherry on top was being an MBA. So um, I'm just happy that I, I I have such great memories there and then I, I could look back, like I said, and look back at my childhood and really be proud of what I've accomplished and what I've been able to do. But more importantly, say I had fun in the way I did it. And you did play in college. You did play in the NBA. I could for sure tell you I played in the NBA. Correct. And still Correct. playing. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. You're one year at... Kentucky. Mm -hmm. um, I was just kind of reading through some stuff and it says Carl Anthony Towns, major kinesiology. Yes. And I, I know your focus had to be yeah. basketball and whatever route that was going to take you. Do you remember if you put a lot of thought, time, effort into choosing 
your major? You know what's crazy? When I was in high school, um, shout out to St. Joe's too. They really prepared us for college. It was like they had us doing uh, financial literacy classes and stuff and, and, and understanding what our careers, what do we want to mm -hmm. do, how much does it make, what's the average, how if you were to live this jo uh, work this job, where what houses would be in your you know, in your price bracket Genius. and everything. Yes. Like went down the whole list to make a five year plan. So you make a five year plan with in college and then you make a five year plan after the four or five years you need to get your degree uh, in your in your space sure. yeah. and, and know where you would go after college. So they prepared us completely and it was a mandatory class to take as a senior. So okay. So what did your plan look like? I, should, I said I was going to NBA. <laughs> I said I was going to NBA. So I told my teacher, you know, when you tell your teacher that, they're like, nah, you better go pick a regular job. You're not going to be able just to do that. Case. Yeah, just my teacher, plan, just Yeah, case. my teacher was like, ah, I like your plan. We're going to let you keep doing that. So um, I did it as if I was going to be the number one pick in the draft. I had I had the belief in myself. I, I knew I could accomplish it. I knew I could get there. So so kinesiology maybe wasn't. No, I, I for sure had kinesiology in there, but I knew it seemed like my my okay. path was going to the MBA. And but I wanted to have a kind of a kinesiology background. She only made me um, she only made me look at a kinesiology from a standpoint of uh, not having a, a scholarship. And if you had to pay for the medical, you know, the expenses of college yeah. tuition and everything, yes. and then what job would it look mm -hmm. like and what I would be, not, not the houses and everything. She didn't want me to get too deep into the kinesiology <laughs> idea. She wanted me to believe in my dreams. So shout out to her. But um, yeah, I, I wanted to be a kinesiologist really bad. I knew I wanted to be it since uh, high school because I love sports. I, I, I love the, uh, I love helping people. I always felt mm -hmm. like I was a servant leader. So that's kind of my, my MO in life. And I think that's kind of what, you know, I, I'm best at. So be able to serve people, be able to do it while playing sports and to do it in a way where I get to learn something new every day and it's always challenging and I get to heal people, which I wanted to be in the medical field. So it was perfect. It was like right up my alley and uh, could still be involved in professional sports as well. But this basketball thing is working out. Not bad. It's not a bad so. gig. You've chosen this path. You obviously were the number one pick. You won the skills competition at the All-Star Game. You were the rookie <laughs> of the year. When you think back, this is your seventh year in the yeah. NBA. Think back that rookie season when you're you're having a lot of individual success. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like, I got this figured out early on? I've got this NBA thing figured um, out. I wouldn't say I say I had it figured out, but I had a great, uh, a, a good grasp on it. I think that's what it was for me. And I think it was um, – and I felt I had a good grasp on the game a while back before that. I felt that when I played the uh, Team USA, mm -hmm. when I was on the Dominican team as a freshman in high school, I was I was very sold on the idea that I could go NBA and, and make an impact for any team. So, um, you know, I kept that confidence with me since my freshman year in high school, took it all the way with me. And uh, when I got to the league and um, – through the workouts and kind of the preseason games, I kind of had a formula I felt that worked. And it, I mean, it helps when you have KG with you um, to help you out every day. And think about it, I was blessed because of Flip Saunders to have uh, one of the greatest players of all time and Kevin Garnett being my mentor, having Tayshaun Prince tell me what he sees from a wing aspect mm -hmm. and 
from a small forward aspect of how can I dominate the game from there? How, what do they think? And then you have Andre Miller, who is one of the smartest point guards as NBA has ever seen, telling me how guards think and how can I uh, utilize uh, his smarts and his experience and his wisdom to my advantage and, and utilize it to help others as well. So I was blessed with the best vets you could ever ask for. Um, and not only vets, but men, and mm -hmm. just helping me become a better man because I was a boy. I was a boy coming in here. I didn't know, I didn't know uh, too much. I knew what I knew from you know playing with professionals in the Dominicans in Dominican team, but I never really got to see what it was to be an NBA yeah. player, you know. And Al Horford had been telling me, who was a great mentor of mine, mm -hmm. you know, how to take care of my body and everything, but you know, I didn't really get to learn the life. You know, and these got you know these got these vets taught me that they taught me the life. They taught me how to really take care of my body while playing in NBA season. You know, Al was telling me how to do it as a high schooler. You know, that's different than when you have to travel every other day and you're finding ways to take care of your body. You got to play against the best of the best every night. So they really, um, in a way, held my hand through all the the trials and tribulations and the bumps and in, in the roads. So. Uh, I can't give them enough thanks. I, I think you could hear how, how grateful I am mm -hmm. to have them. And now here you are in year seven. And now I'm them. <laughs> <laughs> now you're the vet. Aww. You're the vet. You're also a career 40% three-point shooter. Mm. And, and I didn't shoot. And did I, I shot one in Kentucky, right? One three-pointer? I think so. It was one or two. Did you make it? Yes, I did. I did. Your percentage was left be amazing. corner. I remember it too. Oh, you left remember corner. the shot. It was a left corner shot right in front of our bench. So you became more of a three point shooter in the NBA and high school. You just skipped. You just skipped it at Kentucky. Cal had it. Cal didn't. Cal, Cal, Cal was biased. He didn't like me shooting three. Now I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, but you But your shot is so good and natural. Has it changed? I wouldn't say it's so good because it's if, pretty good. Have you seen me jump on a jump well, that's shot? The only, it's just I, a shot. I could slide these papers. Underneath I'm trying your to feet. a credit card could probably slide <laughs> through my feet. But if the ball goes in, who cares? That's all that matters. Exactly. Has it changed? Have we seen your career? I was teammates with Kevin Martin. You think I? Yeah. Don't know? <laughs> he spun the ball sideways. What? Much. Are you kidding me right now? It doesn't you, matter. We're, if it goes you're giving him a compliment, saying that's how the <laughs> shot looked. Um, I just, uh, I've always shot my whole life. I feel like, you know, it was something that when I was younger, my dad had the vision, you know, he kept telling me, he's like, I kept telling him I wanted to play like magic. So it was like, oh, cool. Like I'm gonna teach you your guards, guard skills now. And, you know, take the game as far as you want. And I really wanted to shoot and I always worked on my shot and I just had a natural feel for shooting. It was just something I naturally could do. And my dad had me shooting countless amount of jumpers and shots the, at the time they were jumpers. Mm -hmm. And there was uh, some lift. No, there legs. was for sure some okay. lift. I was not going to reach the rim. So um, I just always shooting jumpers. And I remember my dad. It's funny. Back back home. Um, John Haley would know this. Uh, he uh, I always used to be at the games and my dad would play. It would be a packed crowd and the game would be halftime. And crap, the gym's packed, packed high school game. And they would go in halftime, and my dad would have um, one of the uh, freshmen or the end of the bench players uh, stay out. And I would shoot on the court with everybody watching, young kids shooting threes, like not trying to embarrass myself. And it became so natural shooting in front of large crowds mm. that it never, to this day, is something that I, I've leaned on a lot. It's something I've done, I've done countless amount of times when – 
I didn't have a Wolves jersey on. So I think that prepared me, but it was something I was just shooting so much in front of people and I was shooting some far threes, like NBA threes that, you know, it was like normal to, you know, play a, a AAU game or a travel mm. game and, and be shooting in front of 20 people when I just did it in front of, you know, a thousand people in a game, you know, a thousand plus. So I was never really bothered by that, even if it was on the uh, any court, I would, I would sure. my dad would try to get me to shoot and they would always scream me off the court like, like a brother man and Martin. I just always try to get, <laughs> I'm always getting screamed off the court, get off the court. This is a game going on. And I'm like, ah. my dad would just be like, hey, until they like uh, security walk you out, they can't kick you out. So you might as well keep trying it. If we looked at your shot, it looks the same to now. I have, it's a, pretty much I have a video of one of my closest friends, Greg Davis, G Wade. Um, he was, uh, he put a video up of us, you know, shooting and we were shooting in 20, I think it was like 2009. It was like 2009, uh, 2012. And we shot is the same exact shot. Really? There ain't nothing different about my shot. Maybe it looks a little more fluid with more muscle, but you know, um, it's the same exact shot. The form. Oh, form, yeah. feet, barely jumping. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same exact thing. But the thing. ball's going in. Hey, hey, 2009 to 2022, the ball's still looking the same. It's going through the net. Bottom line. That's bottom line. Um, <clears throat> I want to ask you about your mom mm -hmm. because you were very close and she was such a big part of your life. Yeah. And I know I have told you this before, but she was one of the warmest naturally warm, welcoming yeah. people I've ever known. She made a big impression on people who didn't know her nearly as she well. She stole the room every time she walked in, for sure. Yeah, that's for a fair, sure. that's a sure. fair assessment. Um, you, at the start of every NBA game, you have a routine of walking to the scorer's table and mm -hmm. the chalk and you do the fist bumps, but then you also look up or point up. Yeah. What, how did you come up with that routine and how much of a of recognizing and acknowledging your mom yeah. is part of that routine. Well, I think it starts even before that. I think at the uh, if anyone has taken the time to watch me at um, the national anthem, I've always done prayers. I've always prayed a lot. I've prayed for both teams. I pray for everyone to stay healthy. I pray for the fans to stay healthy, I, home or away. You know, it's a it's about being selfless. So I just want everyone to be uh, very healthy and, and and enjoy the game and and to um, have a good result. And, um, you know, after that, I think, you know, I always, uh, you know, do my cross. I look up in the sky, a blow kiss to the sky, you know, let her know she, I'm with her and I'm thinking of her. And then uh, I kiss my tattoos. And then that's what you see, yes. I, you know, I hit the scores table, everyone. And uh, I do another cross, let her know I'm, I'm, I'm about to start the game. And, um, uh, I kiss my tattoos. I always kiss my my tattoo on my uh, left arm three times because that's for me, my dad, my sister. So we're all here chilling. And then I gave her one with my neck tattoo just to let her know I'm thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And that would draw strength for me. So that's for me. That's my ritual. Mm -hmm. I, it brings me a lot of strength, you know, and calm during the game, you know, because there's so many things that happens in the NBA season. There's so many things that are going through my mind, not only through uh, – with basketball, but you know, my own personal private life and everything. And uh, I just, I lean on her. I lean on her more than she knows. And I think she knows cause she knows everything. But um, I lean on her a lot. I lean on her a lot for the strength to wake up every day to do what I what I love and to be the best man I could be. And uh, it's really it, really. Can we see that 
Yeah, That's nah, what, yeah, for sure. Shown me before, but the, the explanation of it, it's like the oh, lion yeah, and the lioness. Yeah, the it's a lion and lioness. I don't know what that camera gonna see, but um, for me, the way I did it was uh, water. It was something we always really enjoyed was water. Me and her have a bunch of times being at the pool because we were so broke. We, you know, we used the community pool and it would be like something that was free. We could sneak in, we could do whatever. <laughs> we have saltine crackers and peanut butter. So, um, I wanted to do something with water, but I wanted to do something that, I, you know, I, I look just like her. So um, I did this side because the line here represents me. You know, everyone, this is what really everyone cares about. They really care to see this and they really don't take the time to get to know me. But when you do, I, I think I have many layers that um, people would appreciate. But this is me and they see me, the line super strong cool but for me I, I think I'm a reflection of my mother so that's why there's like a water effect here and I'm a reflection of her but it's very hard to see this because you're not me so I get to like see it every day and when I see the tattoo I barely recognize this I only recognize this part and then for everyone else who sees it they recognize that so and the way you hold it it yeah. you visually see yeah like I, the way it's even sitting yeah. for me like if i sit my arm like this i'm still being looked at You're by looked her at, yeah. yeah so even here i'm still getting the eye so it's cool and this one is on my neck is um for uh the 413 is because if anyone knows me philippians 413 has been my favorite bible verse i can do all things through christ who strengthens mm -hmm. me very religious man i was raised to be so um that was my favorite Bible verse since growing up. It's been something I leaned on for strength. It's been something that I've always believed in thoroughly. Um, but it had more meaning because when I was getting the tattoo, I was going to actually get on my calf. And I was going to get on my calf. And then my sister, I was telling her before I got it. And it was the day of the tattoo. And she was like, wow. And she, like, froze up for a second. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'm glad the tattoo chokes you up so great. And the Bible verse is so powerful. And she's like, no, you don't get it. 413 runs is a more powerful number for you than, than you realize. I said, why? She's like, mom died on April 13th. So 413, I was, you know, given strength. So that's why I got that tattoo from. So that's why it went from my uh, calf. And I was like, nah, I need everyone to see that every day. I want that to be a tattoo that regardless of what I wear, suit and tie, mm. jacket, hoodie, coat, I want everyone to know that that's me. You know, that's where I leak. my strength comes from. So uh, I put it on my neck right here. So it's always visible and it's like you can't cover it up. Yeah. So yeah, I want it to be something symbolism like that. is really incredible. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm I I don't I don't got no other tattoos. I, don't, I know people really want me to get more tattoos and stuff and I don't got no other tattoos in my mind. I don't I only okay. doing something that has a lot of symbolism. So, yeah, I mean, first kid, maybe. If you have three kids, that's going to be a rough kind of conversation to have. <laughs> well, you've got plenty of space. <laughs> I, don't I ain't trying to fill it up. I ain't trying to be a, a canvas. So I'm just trying to, uh, I'm just trying to, you know, have things that mean a lot to me. Yeah. So I can always have them to look at. Well, you are an interesting person outside of basketball. There, as you said, a lot of layers to you. <laughs> and I know you're a fashion guy. You, yeah. you always are dressed very well. And a lot you. of times I feel like with purpose like you didn't just happen to grab this shirt and that mm -hmm. pair of pants and those shoes like it's there's intent behind it how do you describe your sense of style your sense of fashion um i i i, I would I, I i would 
I would be lying if I said sometimes it didn't have purpose because most of the time how it goes is just I'm, my, I'm against the clock and I'm just throwing on something that I see. I'm like, all right, this looks cool. This looks cool. It should work out pretty well. And I'll just leave the house. Um, but most of the time for me, fashion is a, is a sense of feeling. It's a sense of art you're trying to portray. So uh, I try to paint a picture that has purpose. Like you say, it does. Everything mm-hmm. in a way does have purpose. I, I thought yesterday was a cool game to kind of bring out some vintage vibes. And it was easy for me to because the clock was running down. I was like, I really got to leave. So I um, thought that was a cool time, cool fit. But um, for me, fashion for me is all about how I feel. I, I go by how I feel. It has a purpose. I, w- I want to paint a picture. I want you to to not only see the picture, but I want you to feel the picture. I want you to understand why I put these clothes on. Why did I put it like this on? How did I do that? And it's much more difficult for me because uh, clothing size obviously is limited. And at the same time, my shoe selection is very, very, very limited. So I have very few shoes to work with. So um, yeah, I I just, I, I got a lot, I got a lot, I got a lot of things to figure out when I'm putting an outfit together. But um, I don't know. Mama Mama gave me the style. I don't know. I can make it work. I can work it work. I can make it work. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> you, I'm impressed. If you say you're just pulling these together. Oh, then I, you... I ain't going to lie to you. I'm pulling uh, most of them out in, in a five-minute window. Like, all right, we got to do this. Okay, give us a sense of your closet. The size, how many rooms, how organized, how clean, are you color-coded? It's, it's very clean. I'm an I'm a OCD person about my house being clean. I like my workspace and my house to be very clean. And I like, I like to come home to a fresh space and having a clear mind and mm-hmm. everything like that. So my house is always really, really, really clean So um, and organized. Um, so closet is Closet, super organized. organized, yes. Uh, color-coordinated. So I got a good idea of how I like it. So it took time. It took a lot of time. My mom stressed over it. So it was something that me and her did through probably a month of just consistent working. Um, mm. But it, it, it's some, one of those things when I, my closet, it's, 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 it's big. It has a lot of clothes in it. But I think for me, I kind of have a good idea what I want to do before I walk into the closet. It's like a basketball game. I've already visualized what success looks like. So... For me, sometimes I walk in the closet, I, like, I feel I'm really feeling a nice gray tone today, but like not something crazy where it's like you're trying really hard, but something where you're kind of making it swaggy, but you're not looking like you're trying. So uh, there'd be times, you know, I'll pull out, uh, you know, I think a fear God sweatsuit with a trench coat. I pulled that out one of these day, these games. I don't remember what game, but something like that, like mm-hmm. that ended up getting uh, received really well from the fans and from fashion critics, you know, uh, something like that. Like you, you don't have to try so sure. hard, but if you walk out with the confidence and I always tell Jordan, if you walk out with the confidence, that's what changes the outfit. How do you handle it when you think you got it all and then somebody gives you some feedback mm-hmm. is like, that does not work. <laughs> I've been very fortunate. I haven't got that. So <laughs> I have not gotten that statement from anyone. So I'm very fortunate by that. Um, I think the vision uh, for me, I just have my own sense of style. I'm not trying, I don't follow trends or anything like that. I got to go by how I feel, what, I'm, yeah. what am I feeling? So, well, then you're never wrong. No. So, wrong. you know, it, it's all about like, it, like art. It's all about the, the, the person looking at it. You know, I think everyone's going to always have an opinion, but uh, you walk out with you walk out with the confidence, though, Mm -hmm. If you walk out with the confidence and the swag with it and you don't think no one could touch this outfit. 
people going to feel that energy and they're going to be like, I don't care what I feel about it, but boy, he making it look good. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so that's how I kind of go about it. I've also seen you post a lot on social media about boxing mm -hmm. or a, any kind of mixed Fighting. martial yeah, art. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What have you always had this appeal or mm -hmm. fascination or yeah. interest? For sure. For sure. Um, it's been since I was younger, you know. I think, you know, it's, you know, back in the day, boxing, there was no such thing as pay-per-view. It was a boxing yeah. event. It was just it was big. on, it was on TV at this time. You better be there or, or you're going to be late. So it was something like that. So I grew up in that era, you know, loving watching SmackDown versus Raw and wrestling, you know, and boxing was on for free. And then you talk about some of the, I know I got to see some of the best fighters of all time get to fight. So, um, it was really cool for me to, uh, seeing not only boxing evolve but to see that now we are introduced to mma and ufc mm -hmm. and it's something that has been amazingly entertaining to me i think to many other fans as well and i've had a great time i've had a great time with in the fighting world watching these fights recently and 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 really respecting the craftsmanship that these guys put out there you know these guys are working tremendously hard for that one opportunity this, this is yeah. it's like a super bowl they get like two three super bowls a year you know and they're really only working for that one moment and some of your workouts some of your like mm -hmm. off-season conditioning is boxing right yeah would you be a good fighter got this i spar a lot I spar a lot against champions, so uh, I feel very comfortable if I was in a ring, yes. <laughs> I would feel very, very comfortable. You are comfortable on a golf course. Mm -hmm. I have not only heard you can drive 400 yards, I have spoken to the person who witnessed Jim, Jim Peterson, uh. <laughs> your 400-yard drive that you found on the back of the green. In fact, you overshot the pin yeah. on like a par 420. Yeah, it, it, it happens. So... Um, I've been golfing since I was young. I, my golfing infatuation started because of, I think, like a lot of people like me, especially men of color, was Tiger Woods. So, you know, I mm -hmm. saw Tiger Woods, and I had a different approach. It wasn't like, oh, my God, Tiger. Big fan of Tiger. But I saw Tiger playing, and he was, this is when he had that run where he was just winning every tournament. And um, I was looking, and I said, man, he's doing that in golf. I could do that. That's easy. I'm going to go out there and become Tiger Woods. So I, that's how it started. And I went out there and practiced every day I possibly could, any moment. I couldn't afford golf balls, so the way I used to practice hitting the ball clean was hitting the grass clean every time. And I used mm. to work on hitting sunflowers and weeds with the golf clubs and really? seeing how, the, how it flew off. If I was to take a divot, how it would fly off. And then I would be like, okay, that was a straight shot. Nah, that was a right shot. That's a left shot. That's a terrible shot, Cat. Cat, what are you doing? So I used to work out like that for golf, was learning how to pick the ball up clean by picking up grass clean. Mm. Wow, that's mm. fascinating. Yeah. Actually, that's probably a great way by the time you put a golf ball there. You, yeah, by the time it, it. the golf ball was just in the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at that time, it was really cool, and it, and it helped me a lot in my golf game, and, and that's how I grew up. I mean, when you grow up, you don't have much. You got to make the most of anything, so um, very fortunate. You've uh, you've been in a movie. You have a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. You've been on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> yes, you are an NBA player. You are an athlete. Yeah. You're also an entertainer. <laughs> what do you think of that world? I, I think it's cool. I think it, it fits up my alley. You know, it, it's right up my alley. I, I think that um, a lot of people always told me. My mom was always one of the people. She thought I was going to be on the uh, inside the NBA after I was done. So she was like taking the Draymond Green route. Um, 
like the host of the show kind of? I don't or know about the host. The I think I'll be an analyst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'll be one of them or like a, a, one of like the Grand Hills talking. Chris Weber is, you know, doing the sports casting as well. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's something I like to do. I love people. I love uh, I love getting to socialize with people and learn new experiences and things they've been through. And also, I I, I just like hearing people out. So it's kind of one of those things where streaming and, and YouTube gives me a chance and a platform to really connect mm-hmm. with fans and, and get to do really fun, cool things with them. I always when I stream, I always tell everybody it's about, in essence, being one of the homies. You know, I don't want to treat no one like they're fans. I want to treat them like they're the homies. Mm-hmm. So uh Treating everyone very equal, spreading love, showing positivity, um, and also just making people feel good. I think, you know, like I said earlier, I felt my, my life calling was to be a servant leader. So being able to, you know, in a way, lead people by serving them and, and giving them great entertainment, good vibes, good energy, and uh, some good time, you know. And hopefully I could uh, keep doing that for years to come. I think um, two people that you give a lot of energy to and love are your niece and nephew. Yes. <laughs> who adore you, and the feeling is mutual. Yes. What is it about either kids or those kids or being an uncle mm-hmm. family that just has your whole heart? I just feel like kids have such a special place in this world, and I feel like their significance can never be undermined. You know, uh, I feel like kids, you know, we really do talk about they are the next generation. They are the people who will lead this country. They are the people who um, are going to be the ones to instill the new morals and values we're trying to instill in society. So um, I just always want to set a good example. I always want to, like I said, serve in leadership, just lead. And um, I just, I just, you know, I just. I think my love for kids came from how much love my mom and my dad and my sister showed me when I was young, you know, and I didn't have, you know, I didn't live in a neighborhood or I didn't really live in a place that had many kids around. So it was really me leaning on my family for that love, that attention, that, you know, everything that came with it when you're a kid. So um, just not having kids feel that way, you know, like they're alone and, 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 and also just wanting to spread the love that I was given when I was younger. Um, I think that's what my drive for helping kids and showing so much love to kids is why is because I was given so much love. So I want to kind of reciprocate that back to the kids of today and and, and hopefully for the kids of tomorrow as well. And Uncle Carl is the fun uncle. Yeah. Uncle Carl likes running around and playing and goofing off. So um, my sister uh, is very fortunate that uh, I could babysit the kids as long as she needs. <laughs> so uh, very fortunate for her. Um, Last question I want to ask you before we do like a final five and mm-hmm. and wrap things up. Um, you are still young, 26 years old. You still have a lot of basketball. I'm 26. Left. Yeah. You, yeah. He had a birthday a couple months ago. Oh my God. But how often do you allow yourself to think about life after basketball and either take steps towards setting that up or what it looks like or what you want to do? Damn, you that's some, you far some off. Good questions. These are some great questions. Thank you. Uh, I think about it a lot. Do you really? I do think about it a lot. I think about it a lot. I think about, um, you know, being with Jordan changed my mindset a little bit. So I think about it a lot. I think about being with my kids and having those moments of watching t-ball practices and Little League games and um, 
if they want to learn basketball, teaching them the game, um, but never forcing them to do that. I never wanted to be the father that forced my kids to do anything. Just because I played basketball at its highest level and found success don't mean you have to. You know, it's just something mm-hmm. I did. That's how I made this family happy. I mean, that's how I put the food on the table, you know. So um, I think about it a lot. I think about it a lot. I think about, you know, those kind of moments of having um, – Kids and we ain't having no kids, so I want to make sure that baby Nike box that was that was not a baby Nike box. That was a gift card box. I want to make sure that is clear as day. But I think about I think about after the game. I think about you know. Um, I think you've heard me say it enough. I never wanted basketball to define who I was. Mm-hmm. You know, so always making sure that I'm staying level headed. I'm finding time for myself. Um, I think if I've learned anything, um, I've learned a lot of things. <laughs> But if I learned anything in the last couple of years is I have to find time for myself and um, just always trying to find that time for myself to meditate, to be able to think about this, you know, think about, you know, one day having kids and, and what am I going to do after the game? Like, am I going to coach? Am I going to do the sports casting? Am I going to just lean on my businesses and, and, and keep working on yeah. those? So there's a lot of questions and, um, and there's a lot of answers I don't have. But the good thing is, is that, um, regardless of what path I take, I think that I'm going to be successful in either route. And it's going to involve, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter about businesses or sport businesses or sports casting or anything. It just matters making sure I bring good kids into this world. So I think at the end of the day, I'm going to be winning regardless. That was brilliant. <laughs> A lot of because a lot of people don't think about it. They, they it just feels like it'll never end. Nah, it'll never you end. know, you know, you know, you know that ball is gonna get flat one time. It's gonna get flat soon. So, um, just kind of having a game plan, yeah. And it doesn't yeah. have to. And it's okay if it does. It's okay. I had a, I had a great run. You know, I had a great run. So, acting well, like I'm retired. Acting like I'm retired. Yeah, yeah. but nah, I've, I've had it. I've had it. Okay. I've always looked at it like you know, today was my last day playing ball. I, I'm very happy with what I was able to produce and, and able to do. And um, that's a very uh, comforting feeling. So I, I think that's really what I'm saying is more just I'm happy. I'm mm-hmm. happy where I'm at. I'm happy what the future has for me. Um, but I'm not anxious to get there. You know, I'm, I'm cool living in the moment. And when it gets to that moment, we'll talk about having a different conversation. But right now I'm living right now in this moment. That's a great place to be. Great. I feel like there are some really good things to come. Yes. But this is a great place to be. <laughs> okay, we like to finish with with a final five. Final just five. Five kind of quick random right. questions just to final five. Pick your brain just a little bit. First question, which emoji do you use the most? Ooh, um the laughing emoji. The, the laughing, crying yeah, laughing the crying the, one, the okay. crying laughing or the fist. Okay. Is the crying laughing a lot of like Laughing, Sarcas- yeah. Like literally No, literally laughing. La- okay. like laughing, laughing, yeah. What is in your refrigerator at home right now? Bunch of Gatorade. Um, people's Organic. And um, uh, what is it? Uncle Matt's No Sugar Added Strawberry Lemonade. <laughs> and just a bunch of sparkling water and water. That's so healthy. It's good. I like it. To me, it's not yeah. healthy. To me, it's super like 
sugary, but I don't have sugar. So right. You have changed your diet. Yeah. So I don't, for me that, you know, having one gram of sugar is like a lot. That's like, Ooh, this is tasty. So there ain't no frozen Snickers bar in your freezer. No, 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 no. I, I think I do in my pantry. I have chocolate, and uh, it's a company named uh, Chalk Zero. Shout out to them, big fan. And I, th- I think that has like each chocolate, like little Hershey square chocolate, sure. is like one gram of carb. <laughs> the whole thing. So, no sugar, but it tastes good. I don't. Tastes great. What? It's wonderful. How do you take your coffee? Ooh, well, I'm a latte guy. If anyone's, okay. I think everyone, so I, I, I think yeah. everyone has seen me with walking in with a coffee mug, like a coffee cup every game. So, um, I would say s- steamed almond milk with, uh, sugar-free again, back to the yeah, no yeah. sugar, sugar-free caramel or sugar-free vanilla with, uh, stevia packs, two stevia packs. Coffee wise, I take, a, a medium roast. Okay. And why is it when you bring coffees to like the bus and you have mm-hmm. ten coffees? Why is the name Bruce on the Bruce coffee Wayne? Order? They don't need to know who I am. I'm Batman. <laughs> it's Bruce Wayne. Everything's Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. I gotta have to change it now. We the, just did an interview. They oops. know what it is. It's about to be Clark Kent. So <laughs> I got. <laughs> I got a. Um, I do Bruce Wayne. It's just something. I, I'm a big Batman fan. So I was like, ah. I just I don't. I, I like them to say Mr. Wayne. Okay, Mr. that's different. That feels different than just looking at you and going Bruce. Bruce. It, Bruce does the, not no, add up. No, really. no. But I definitely I bring coffee for all the coaches and D'Lo, TP. They're big coffee guys too. So make sure they're yeah. they're taken care of. I, just like again, being servant leadership. What is a talent or a skill you do not have, but you really wish you did? Like an act, not being invisible, but like an actual like actual talent, actual skill. talent. Yes. That's you're not attainable. good at. That's attainable. Um, He's got to think about it. That's how good he is at everything. I, I wish it's hard to say because it's a talent, a talent that I don't have, but I like have no like existence of starting with, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay, so that would take that out. I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say, I wish I, I had like that kind of brain but i feel like anything's possible i truly believe okay. that so i okay. don't feel like it's not unattainable okay. it's not a skill i don't have it's not it's just a skill i haven't worked hard enough to go get yet understood what bra- the brain type where you wish yeah. you were more, more languages i would love oh, to know language. more languages like okay. to be able to like i i'm obviously fluent in english uh no, i wouldn't say fluent in spanish but I just very shy about speaking Spanish in front of people, so I really don't do that. But for sure, when I'm with family and everyone, we'll have full conversations. But um, talk to my grandmother all day. It's all Spanish. The whole thing is Spanish. We talk for hours. So um, I wish I could just know more languages. I would love to learn like okay. French and, and and Mandarin and German, and it would be cool to be able to like speak all those languages. Like, it's shout out to Kobe because Kobe had that down pack right. mm-hmm. and that was really cool so I, I wish that's a skill that was easier for me but it's not that it's not unattainable it's just something that i haven't worked hard enough to do yet it would take some time as well that you probably yeah yeah right but now. i think it's a skill too to be able to pick up languages like that that's a skill sure. yeah that's for sure okay. a skill that is not everyone has so i think that's one of if i had to pick something like a skill I would probably say that just be able to learn languages like kind of quick like mm-hmm. four months give me four months I'll know the language easy so, you know, I thought you were gonna say like sing on key 
or something. No, like, I could sing now. I, I uh, definitely yeah. could sing. Uh, I could sing. I figured. I, I could figured. sing now. I sang. I don't sing. I sang. I could sing now. They're singing. They're singing and they're singing. Last, last of our final five, being a seven-footer, very helpful on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. What is an area of life where it is actually quite annoying? Doorways. To be seven feet tall. Doorways. All of them. I hate hitting my damn head on doorways. So. Does it happen a lot? Uh, I'm usually in places I know. So I pretty much my body just reacts naturally. But um, for sure, doorways suck. You gotta be. You doorways have to be conscious. Suck. You're probably always doorways ducking and leaning. Are damn trash. I hate doorways. Doorways need to be taken out of this place. Every. Have you ever actually like cut? Have you ever drawn blood on the forehead? Just you in a doorway. When I was younger, yes. I would say when I was younger. I remember it happened younger, yes, but not like. Now you've got it down. Young Carl's gonna bump a doorway. Twenty-six-year-old Carl. Nah, it was my mom, bro. My mom did that. She knows she shouldn't be putting those stairs near these little tight windows and spaces like that. I was walking down the stair. I was just happy as as ever. It was in high school, and I remember I was just walking down, and it, the stairs are still there, and I just it was freshly, freshly put together, and just I was super mad. I was like, man, got got my little. 1999 GMC Envoy missing a back window, still have it to this day. Driving with the back window missing with a little garbage bag on it. And I was just driving. I was like, man, I can't believe I really hit my head so goddamn hard on this doorway right now, bro. Leaving the house. Leaving the house. Had my little St. Joe's varsity letterman jacket. I felt like the man, too. Put some blue jeans on. Now, Rolled the ankles. Man, nice and I look crazy know. walking out. And this is Carl with no beard. So I ain't really had much swag to show but the little jet letterman jacket now i got this big <laughs> little red mark on my head and you're driving a 99 what was it gmc, GMC envoy blue that you still have yes sir. do you still drive it yes, does sir. it still run yes it does it has like a hundred plus a hundred and something thousand miles and where do you drive this gmc envoy? oh everywhere no you do pull not. up the dunkin donuts with a wife beater and a bandana on you kidding me Pulled up to golf. I could pull up the golfing jersey with it. It's a great car. Big Blue gets it done. Big Blue. Oh, it's Big Blue, blue. gets okay. it done. That's a classic. Big Blue. Big Blue. Sometimes. I'm trying to tell you. Okay. Well, as I had mentioned, you are an interesting person. So thank you for indulging us and for letting us get to know you a little I bit. No, nah, I appreciate you. This is really fun. This, this is the best interview I've had all year. So appreciate you, Marnie. Thank you. I heard that. <laughs> appreciate you. Thanks, Appreciate Carl. it. Thank you for listening to Wolves Plus, presented by Aura.